It's one of the enduring questions of the ages, well, at least in government contracting. Namely, what is a small business and what happens when it grows bigger during the course of a contract? The answer depends in part on the discretion of the contracting officer. With a recent case in point, procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And Joe, this was a case where a company grew big and didn't want to, or tell us about it. It's a situation where we're trying to figure out whether a company is small for purpose of a set-aside. And the rules here are going to apply to you know small business set-asides generally and three specific programs under the small business umbrella, basically hub zone concerns, service-disabled, veteran-owned small businesses, and woman-owned small businesses. So in those uh, four programs, the question is, when is a company small? When do you determine that? And the general rule is that whether a company is a small business or not is determined at the time it submits its first priced bid or offer. And that status persists and stays that way uh, during uh, the entire contract period. So you, you're determined to, to, be, to be small when you've submitted your priced bid or offer. Uh, if you get the contract, you stay small during the contract. So obviously companies can, can grow large during that period of time, but they're still judged as small businesses for the purposes of you know, the set-aside contract. So if they were to, say, recompete afterwards, then they would not be the same designation size-wise. Yes, that's exactly what would happen. But to figure out the size status, that's the general rule. What happened, though, is that GSA moved its federal supply schedule contracts to a series of renewable contracts of five years. and They could last 20 years. So it no longer seemed reasonable to keep a company as a small business over that period of time without checking on its size status. And SBA issued a regulation for the programs I've described that said that you've got to recertify after the end of the fifth year and for each year thereafter. And that curbed, to some extent, the possibility that a company would remain small for an unreasonably long period of time. That regulation also had another aspect to it. In the case of these ordering vehicles where there are task or delivery orders, the contracting officer had the discretion to require recertification when award was one that was set aside for small businesses. That's exactly what happened in the case of Verizon. They were competing for an Army Reserve order for IT support under a government-wide acquisition contract, the GWAC. Was this a GSA vehicle, by the way? It was a GSA vehicle. It's the VETS-2 GWAC. This particular vehicle, as the name VETS-2 might indicate, was set aside for service-disabled, veteran-owned small businesses. In this particular case, when the uh, Army Reserve was competing this GWAC for IT services, the contracting officer decided to require that the individual companies recertify. They'd certified originally when they got their VETS-2 contracts, but now competing for this order, he wanted a recertification or she wanted a recertification. We're speaking with procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And a quick question on this one. This was five years into this company having been on that GWAC. Not quite five years, but it had been there for quite some time. And uh, there was some question about whether perhaps all the companies who were competing for the uh, award were, in fact, still small businesses. That may be why the contracting officer requested the recertification. And he was requesting it under SBA rules that permitted him 
he thought, to request that information. Exactly. Now we have the situation with Ariza, which was a, a valid small business when the um, Vets 2 contracts were awarded. But since it grown, been successful and grown to be other than small, they were, they were too large uh, given the uh, size standard. And in the services area, size standards are all based on average annual receipts. So, you know, their average annual receipts over the period that that's judged had grown to be too large. And they were unable to recertify as small. So they protested to the GAO that the recertification was improper. The Government Accountability Office, the GAO, then looked at the protest and considered whether or not ORISA was being treated in a disparate or unfair fashion because it was being asked to recertify itself as small. GAO denied the protest. The reasoning they used was that ORISA wasn't being singled out all the competitors for this particular order had been asked to recertify. So Arisa was being treated in the same way as all the other offerors on this particular order. And Arisa wasn't able to get the award and wasn't able to get the recertification requirement removed through the GAO protest. And ultimately, they lost out on getting this order. Do they lose their slot on the GWAC if it's a set-aside for veteran-disabled small businesses? Regulations don't say that, and Arisa could still be considered a small business under the GWAC, at least for that five-year period, in any situation where the contracting officer does not require recertification. So that's what sets up a kind of odd situation where they're not going to be a small business, not going to participate if the contracting officer requests the recertification. But if the contracting officer doesn't, the old rule applies and they're still considered small. So what happens next? That means they don't get that order, but they could conceivably get another order from another part of the Army or somewhere else in the armed services that does not require the recertification. So for the next task order or order, they would still be considered small unless somebody asked? Yeah, there's nothing in the regulation that says the contracting officer has to require recertification. And there's also nothing in the regulation that says that once uh, contracting off, once the company can no longer recertify on one order, it's barred from future orders. So we've got a kind of odd situation where a company is going to be large or small, depending on whether or not you measure it by recertification. It's not going to be uh, a hard and fast rule going forward that once it's no longer small, it continues to be that way. That sets up an interesting question because I think what Orisa really was complaining about wasn't so much that it was being asked to recertify in a procurement where everyone else was. It was, I think, questioning why is the contracting officer asking for recertification in this particular order? And in my experience, it's not common for contracting officers in these vehicles to to ask for recertification of small business status. The contracting officer is trying to meet a target for small business participation and it's contracting. And it's, um, it's easier to do that if you have a robust uh, cohort of small businesses competing for those contracts. And by asking for recertification when you don't have to, you're running the risk of cutting down the number of companies that can uh, compete for and successfully win contracts. So I, I don't think they have contracting officers have a strong incentive to be asking for recertification. And I, I think in the minds of some that raises the question of why are they doing it in some procurements and not in others. That could depend on something unknown to the court or to the GAO, I guess. That's right. I mean, 
the GAO did drop a, a footnote in their protest decision saying, you know, if the protesters suggesting, you know, if Arise is suggesting that the agency's decision to get a recertification was made to avoid awarding the order to Arise, well, uh, we're going to presume that government officials act in good faith and we're not going to uh, attribute unfair or prejudicial motives to them. Arise has no evidence that if this was done for an improper purpose or to deny it an award. And of course, that's obviously something that's very difficult to prove in the usual case. Joe Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. Interesting, subtle piece of insight there. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.